following program is rated M for mystery, malfeasance, and mobsters, and may contain trace amounts of murder. True stories of history's forgotten detectives from across the 20th century. This is Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater! Welcome to an evening of mystery and adventure from the case files of Duotang Chesterfield. Tonight, C.H. Arles in Veni, Vidi, Murder. This puzzling whodunit takes place in those hallowed halls of higher learning, Cambridge University. I'm an Oxford man myself, but I guess it takes all sorts. It's late in the evening, and Professor Arles and his faithful dog are repairing a wobbly leg on his multiplication table when there's a knock on the door. Come? Howdy. Down, Ophiacus. I do apologize. He usually gets along so well with people. Uh, good boy, Ficus. Well, Dr. Garfield, how are things in the School of Medicine? You're here late of an evening, still looking for the missing cadaver? No, sir, we found it. Turns out it was just sleeping, but we've made sure this time. Actually, I'm here because I was invited to a meeting of the Clean These Club. Ever heard of it? Assuming you mean the Cleanthes Club, of course I've heard of it. It used to be the most exclusive assembly at Cambridge. Of course, since Sir Eggsworth Wogglingsley became Vice-Chancellor, only the most desperate suck-ups seem capable of enduring it. I'm going to a meeting tonight. That bloated fascist from the literature department, Dorothea Downsbury, invited me. I heard about what you did in Surrey last month, and I thought that this might be right up your alley. I was wondering if you'd like to come with. Good lord, no. Please, Professor. That Downsbury woman gives me the willies. And don't even get me started on Sir Eggsworth. I need a friendly face in that room if I'm going to make a good impression. Oh, very well. Come along, Ophicus. <laughs> I'm not so sure that your dog will be allowed, Mr. Arles. If they couldn't keep Ficus out of Wimbledon, they can't keep him out of the Cleanthes Club. Oh, all right. Come on, Ficus. He got to the quarterfinals, you know. What's the vice-chancellor like? You've met him, haven't you? We've known each other almost as long as we've hated each other. But if you want to get ahead in this place, it helps to be on his good side. Every tenured professor at Cambridge has been thoroughly vetted in Sir Eggsworth's office. Well, that's odd. I'm up for tenure myself, and I haven't heard word one from him. Yes, well... Hello, wait up. There's Mrs. Downsbury now. Dang it, ladies on me like maggots on a perfectly healthy adult male. Professor Arles, you aren't coming to this little soiree as well, are you? Dr. Garfield was kind enough to invite me. Oh, well, I'm sure you could still back out now. I can't say our doings will interest such a vorpal academe as yourself. On the contrary. I'm sure it will be a beamish evening. The hell are you two talking about? You say that now. In an hour, we'll all be up to the Hilton boredom. Still no harm, I suppose. And how are you, David? Still a doctor, Dorothea. Oh, don't mind him, Arles. He's got a sore spot for me because he and I are both up for tenure. You know, Dr. Garfield, it isn't really a zero-sum game. Any idea what tonight's meeting is for? All Sir Eggsworth told me was that he'd acquired a historical curiosity he wanted to show off. That's the thrust of what he told me, too. Oh, let's hope it's not too dreary. Well, here we are. What? No. Only three of you. Call it 3.1. 
Fine. Point two. Is nobody else coming? I can't imagine why. Well, well, Owls. It's been some time since I've seen you here. Is that your dog or your wife you've brought with you? <laughs> I retain my bachelorhood, Sir Eggsworth, and Ophiacus retains grace and poise in excess of any woman. <laughs> well, come in then, you filthy mongrel. And the dog, I suppose. Why all the candles, Sir Eggsworth? Did you blow a fuse? Ambiance. You colonials have no sense of atmosphere. Why are you locking the door? Last night I was burgled. I arrived here this morning to find that the lock was broken. Nothing was taken, thank God, but some of my files had been rifled. And you're using these candles to smoke out the culprit. Can you hear the amusement in my voice, Mr. Garfield? I immediately had a sturdier lock installed and bars put up over the windows, and henceforward this door will remain ever locked. But surely you're taking this a little far, just because somebody looked through your papers. My papers are worth more to me than you are, Mrs. Downsbury, and I would see you dead before I'd see one frayed corner. I shudder to think how I might have ended up if I'd been here last night. Why, as a woodcock to thine own springe? It wasn't it Chaucer who said, shut up, Dorothy, and let me speak. Come, gather round the table. Inside this rather large box is an item of utmost interest. What is it, Professor? A something historical? Medical? Philosophical? The candles, of which, Dr. Garfield, you entirely missed the point, are intended to bring us back to the times before electricity, or gaslight, or Americans. For this item dates back to the days of Charlemagne. Friends... Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Yes, well <laughs> done, Mrs. Downsbury. I'm certain that if I was seeking tenure at this most prestigious university, my surest path to success would be in the annoyance of the vice-chancellor of that self-same institution. Excellent repost, Sir Eggsworth. Oh, please, do continue. Before you do, do you mind if we switch on some of the lights and blow out the candles? I'm all for atmosphere, but this smoke is wreaking havoc with my diabetes. Oh, just go open the window. Now there's an idea. Holy cats! All the candles have gone out. Your powers of perception, owls, are second only to your... Dear God, what was that? The lights, quick! The vice-chancellor. He's been stabbed. In the darkness, a sword was thrust into the chest of Sir Eggsworth Wogglesingsley. Was it a tragic accident or murder? Join us in a moment to find out how, why, and who it happened. History is written in blood. But what do you do when you can't afford the writing implements? Artie's Discount Sharp Object Emporium has a wide range of affordable blades, from historical curiosities to futuristic laser swords. Stabbing, slicing, or the ever-popular hacking. Whatever's on your mind, let Artie's team of sharp object professionals find the right appliance for you! Potato peelers? Artie's got them. Broken glass? You betcha. Hammers? Well, I'm gonna assume you just need the back half. Come on down to Artie's Discount Sharp Object Emporium off Route 9 behind the Salmonale Memorial Auto Mall. Remember our motto, you may not be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but let's see them tell you that when you're holding it! You know, I could use a new set of kitchen knives. I'd better phone the police right away! Oh right, murder. Gee, Arles, somebody put a sword straight through his heart, assuming he had one, and all of us within spitting distance. It's hard to believe. Do you reckon somebody sauntered in here while the lights were out? Improbable. The door has been locked since we entered this room, remember? And observe the bars over the windows. 
No, I'm afraid the murderer is one of we three. Arf. Point two. Arf. Don't push it. Well, I'll be doggoned if it was me. The police are on their way. I suppose we'd better just wait until they arrive. What's Ficus got into? It's the lid of the box Sir Eggsworth was showing us. It must have been opened in the darkness. And look, the box is now empty. Good boy, Ophiacus. Obviously the sword was the historical curiosity he was going to show us tonight. To think that he gathered us all here to see what was ultimately his murder weapon. Doesn't that just beat all? I can't believe that one of you did this. One of us? What evidence do you have that it wasn't you who did this deed? Well... well well, I guess no evidence at all. Say, it might have been me after all. Oh, Lord, I, I hope it wasn't. Only one person knows who the murderer is, and I don't suppose they are going to do any talking. On the contrary, Mrs. Downsbury, the murderer has already done quite enough to implicate herself. The devil, you say? Well, what do you mean, Arles? When the candles went out, the murderer must have thrown open the box taken the sword, and stabbed it through Sir Eggsworth. The whole process took only a few seconds, so we must assume that the murderer knew in advance that there was a weapon in this room. Who among us knew that we were all gathered here tonight to see a sword? Why, nobody but the victim himself. Somebody broke into this room last night. That person must have seen the sword. But that could have been anybody, any one of us. True. However, Mrs. Downsbury, you seem to have had swords on the mind even before the murder occurred. W what do you mean? I didn't hear anything about a sword. When we met out in the hallway a few minutes ago, do you remember what you called me, Mrs. Downsbury? It was a Vorpal Academe. Vorpal. I thought at the time it was an odd choice of word. You, being an expert on literature, know that it only appears once in the English language, in the poem Jabberwocky by Lewis Carroll. Used in reference to a sword. Jeez Louise. Subsequently, when Sir Eggsworth began speaking, you interrupted him, quoting from Julius Caesar, the title character of which is stabbed to death in the third act. And that wasn't the only line of Shakespeare you quoted tonight. You also paraphrased, if I'm not mistaken, Act 5 of Hamlet. Why, as a woodcock to mine own springe. That's Laertes, moments before he is killed by his own sword. Add to that a handful of fencing terms mixed in your conversation, and I see someone with an extraordinary preoccupation with swords and stabbing. Oh, and she said earlier that, uh, that I have a sore spot for her. So obviously she was thinking about how, how sore the spot on his, his chest would be after, after she, um... No, go on. You're doing very well. Now tell me, Mrs. Downsbury, after all that, do you still maintain that you are unaware, as our young American friend and I were, of the existence of this weapon? No, I... I, I Admit it, Downsbury. The evidence against you is airtight. You're right. It's hopeless to deny it. I killed him. I broke in here last night to look through his paperwork, and I found that he had denied me tenure. I also saw that sword and vowed I would use it to end his miserable life. When Garfield opened the window and the candles went out, I had my opportunity, and I'd happily do it again. Let me do it again, Mr. Arles. Please, let me do it again. What do we do with her, Arles? If my calculations are correct, 
and they unvaryingly are, we shan't have to do anything. Based on average police response times and traffic patterns, I would assume that Inspector Plodder has been listening outside this door for the past 78 seconds. I'll let him in, shall I? Indeed, sir. It was closer to 75 seconds, actually. Of course, I forgot about the new roundabout on King's Parade. Roundabout on King's Parade, yes, sir. But still, most definitely did I hear those things that this most fine young lady has confessed to. And however you did manage to deduce the thoughts were in the missus's head, I'll never begin to know. But thanks to you for making me job an easier one. Now, missus, it's off to the ladies' correctional facility with you. Don't let them take me, David. David, we're not so different. I saw his correspondence. He turned you down for tenure, too. He turned you down, too, David. Oh, give me that sword. I'll kill him all over again. Hey, get him off me. Oh, oh, God, his nose is wet. Get him off of me. All right, sir. I suppose there's enough room for you in the ladies' correctional facility, too, since you're so insistent and all. And thank you again, Professor. Good night, Inspector. Come along, Ophiacus. I believe we've earned ourselves some bangers and mash. Veni Vidi Murder was written by Leet Stetson. C.H. Arles and Inspector Plotter were played by Leet Stetson. Dorothea Downsbury was played by Anne Shepard. Dr. Garfield and Sir Eggsworth Wogglesingsley were played by Joseph Beebe. Ophiacus was played by Grace Smith. With special guest Leet Stetson as your narrator. Duatang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater is produced by Joseph Beebe and Theater Doubletake. Duatang Chesterfield wants to know which university was founded first, Harvard or Yale? The first correct answer will receive an honorary doctorate from Duatang Chesterfield, so get us yours by investigating us on the web at duatangmysteries.com.